I do not buy dreams. I sell them. I'm your host, Fred. I hope everybody is out there doing well, staying safe, taking all the necessary precautions to uh, try to avoid getting this coronavirus, man. Um, When I haven't been overthinking just what I wanted my next episode of this podcast to be, uh, I found myself trying to really fend off anxiety. I feel like if you watch the news to be informed, you end up coming away more fearful than you were going into the telecast. And if you, like me, have cousins who believe in conspiracy theories, a multitude of them, um, you're getting inundated with messages. I think I wake up to a new text message daily from my, my incredible cousin, Daryl, the person who actually did the beat that you hear upon the intro and the outro of this podcast every week. Um, so right now, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm putting my head in the sand in regards to the current situation, current climate of our, of our country, honestly, the world, but I'm definitely not trying to overload myself with so much information. Cause I feel if you try to take in so much information, you start taking in the wrong information. And right now I'm just really trying to parse what I get. And make sure that I, as well as my family, were aware of the necessary information, the pertinent information. But we just don't have, or at least I don't have the capacity to really fill my brain with a lot of the fluff and the scare. You know, that that panic that there's enough panic going on right now. I'm not trying to fill my head with artificial panic. But beyond that, man, you know, we've been out here grinding. Um, And, you know, with this podcast, man, I'm telling you, like, I know I talked to you guys a couple of weeks ago and I was saying, you know, oh man, I got to push out content. This is the time where, you know, creators create and we always know that content is king. Um, but man, if you're like me, man, I, I have these bouts of self-doubt. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot that's gone into it. There's times where. Quite frankly, I, I look at the listens from my episode with Sean. I look at the listens from my episodes with my wife. And, you know, I see something there in regards to their potential and their comfortability being more at the forefront. And, you know, wondering at times if maybe I need to begin taking a backseat, transitioning to the, you know, the background, because as Kaylee's personality shines more, I want them to be comfortable creating content. And being in front of the camera. And for me, my comfort lies more behind the scenes. And, you know, I love doing this podcast. It's something now that I've done. Oh, going on four, four or five years now uh, with some intermittent breaks in between. But, you know, this was one of those days where I woke up like I have something to say. I'm not somebody that's going to drop regularly or weekly, same time, same whatever, because quite frankly, I don't always have something to say. And I figure instead of, you know, not wanting to hold you with fluff, you know, I would mo- I would rather come to you when I felt like I had something that could be of some uh, merit, some help, some entertainment, some value overall. And, you know, recently, I, you know, my wife encountered the situation with her employment, you know, with 
she was furloughed. And, you know, obviously right now we're seeing record numbers of unemployment being filed here in our country. But, you know, from my position, for those who don't know, you know, I was home for the past couple of years. I suffered a back injury with a previous job and was on workers' compensation. And in that time, I transitioned from being out of work with this injury to going right into real estate school, ultimately landing in the real estate field. And so, you know, throughout that entire time, you know, while I was out with my back injury, I was really in unfamiliar territory of being a stay-at-home parent. And it was a role that, you know, it was tough to embrace at times, you know, seeing my wife get up and go off to work every day. And then, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of home. I mean, some days I wouldn't even get dressed. On the really, really tough days, I wouldn't even brush my teeth, just being real with you. And, you know, it, it revealed more and more about who I am as a person going through that because I struggled and my wife and I struggled at that time because there was this weird dynamic. And I don't I wasn't sure if it was something that was artificial, if it was just in my own head, if it was a matter of ego and pride. Or was it a very real thing that was beginning to cause a rift or a disconnect of some sorts? And, you know, I really had to go through a lot in trying to reconcile, which was ultimately my inability to forgive myself for altering my career path because of an impulsive decision. Um, I had initially been a firefighter before working at Spectrum where I would suffer that back injury. And, you know, at that time when my wife and I were first year married, getting ready to have Sean, you know, we were absolutely living the lives that we had talked about while we were dating that ultimately culminated with our marriage. Bridget was teaching first grade. I was a firefighter and firefighter slash EMT. And it felt like everything was on track. And Along the way, as I was getting all, <clears throat> excuse me, as I was getting all of my recertifications, I encountered an incident that would ultimately cost me my job as a firefighter EMT. Um, I was doing one of my classes and had a confrontation, long story short, with a classmate, which to even say it sounds like kid shit. Sorry for the language. I'll make sure that I mark this NSFW. Uh, but you know, got into it with a classmate, pushed him, homie fell. We exchanged words face to face. And that was the end of it. Um, a month later, word would travel back to my chief in my department. And it was a greatly embellished story by somebody with an ax to grind behind the scenes. And at that point in time, my fate was already sealed. Uh, again, this isn't reliving it, but it's trying to help explain what I feel I still struggle with mentally now is I'm putting myself back in the position to be the breadwinner of my household, hopefully. Um, and so when I had lost my job because of that situation, I mean, beyond humbling, it put me in a dark space and it put me in a really weird space where I never viewed myself as somebody who lived on pride but I didn't realize how prideful I was. I didn't realize that so much of my identity was wrapped in what I did 
and then the perception of me from others. But the problem with that was, is when I encountered these next four or so odd years, as I would really try to fight back to reestablish myself, reinvent myself, I realized that I have an ability at times to self-sabotage when things are going well. I self-sabotage the fire department then. Regardless of whatever was told to the chief, whatever was embellished, I needed to be out of that environment. How it happened was messed up. But I also recognized my culpability in that situation. And that's why I never sat back and just pointed the finger. Because I knew I had some culpability and I had to recognize what that was. So right now, you know, as I'm still thankful by the grace of God to be able to be out here making deals and getting under contract and, you know, helping my clients, you know, there can be a tendency to have an overinflated sense of self. And I felt that creeping up again over this past week. And with that, I found myself being shorter with people mainly my wife. I found myself being less pleasant, wasn't enjoying the family time like I typically do. And, you know, case in point, Sunday night, we're going for a family walk. And my wife missteps on uneven pavement, rolls her ankle, and drops. Excuse me. Now, in that moment, the typical response, the correct response would be helping your wife up. But in my mindset, I had this horrible sense of pride. So the response was what the response was when I was a kid. And she's not a kid, but it was the response that I always received whenever I I would fall down, which is get up. No love, harsh, emotionless, but just get up. And furthermore, I began to, it's like I get into this mode where I become like my dad to my wife, like, how my dad was always tough on me whenever I would get hurt or I would go through something. He would have these automatic recall responses of how to get over it. And even though robotically, mechanically, I could get up physically and move on, it didn't quite reconcile whatever it was psychologically going on with me to help me actually move forward to prevent the same mistake from happening. Or even feel like I had the necessary support to whatever I was going through to have help through it. I wasn't very nice in that situation. And that really stuck with me. Like, it really bothered me that that's how I was in that moment. Because I view every encounter we have, every mountain of adversity, every unexplained, unexpected occurrence, those are all tests that reveal character. They reveal, you know, they reveal who you are. And it really bothered me because 
I was like, is, is that who I am? Like, is that who I am as a husband? Like in my wife's moment where she needs my help, I'm coming off so callous and hard. And I'm, I'm saying in the moment, oh, she's got to toughen up. This will make her tougher. But quite frankly, I just wasn't being a good partner in that moment. And it has nothing to do with her because accidents happen. And it took me a while, man. And by a while, I mean, it took me a day or two. It really took me a day or two to really check myself. And my biggest thing was I didn't know where it was coming from. And it culminated, I can't even call it an argument, you know, argument. Like it, it wasn't a conversation. It was absolutely a confrontation yesterday with my wife. And she, she expressed to me how she felt in the moment when she had turned her ankle, when she hurt herself, how I had been carrying on in my attitude. And, you know, what was really wild is I felt like there was this wall that I couldn't knock down. I was aware of the wall. I just couldn't knock it down because I knew on the other side of that wall was the understanding that would finally click and connect. Now, I'm sure I've shared this, if not on my old blog, but definitely on this podcast, you know, the anxiety I deal with, uh, depression that I deal with, but the fact that I do take medication for it and I am a huge advocate for that, you know, for those that need help seeking it, getting it, um, especially when it comes to your mental health. And I have been without my medication for roughly five weeks now. <clears throat> and over the course of this argument, my wife finally looked at me like, you need to get back on your medication. This is how I know it's bad. And it was the one thing that finally knocked that final wall down. Shit. This is how it affects me. She looked at me and she said, you have an imbalance. You gotta, you gotta do what you need to do. You haven't been taking care of yourself. You've been working. You've been working hard, in fact, and you've been doing all the things that we need done around here. But if the attitude and the spirit in which you're doing it isn't right, psh, you might as well not even do it at all. And that's when it finally hit me. He was like, oh, shit. This is what my medication allows me to do. You know, sometimes I remember. Um, I remember seeing a clip from an interview back when people could be around each other within six feet of Charlemagne the God interviewing Bishop T.D. Jakes. And he said that people who are victims of sexual assault have a hard time with self-worth and self-value because they view themselves as just objects to be placed on a shelf. And taking that a step further, even if you pray for whatever path in life you hope to be able to be blessed with the opportunity to venture down, you're going to mess it up. No matter how bad you really want it, you're going to mess it up because you don't understand the value of self-worth. 
because you've just viewed yourself as an object. So you do things because you feel the attention that you may get from others will be what's needed to show your value. You know, for four or five years, man, I fought to be back in this position to be a viable earner within my household. And I have goals, I have plans, and I have a vision for what I'm trying to do with my career. This podcast is absolutely a part of it. But, man, if the spirit ain't right while I'm doing it, it's going to come off forced. It's not going to come off genuine. And for me, everything that I'm trying to do right now and what I'm trying to build, I'm trying to do it organically, which is why I am so transparent on here. I know for some people, they would tell me to calm that down. They'll tell me to knock that off. But this is what I use this outlet for because I'm not having this dialogue amongst my friends. I'm not having this dialogue really with anybody else, especially my therapist now that we can't. We can't, uh, we can't meet in person, but you know, man, it was a lot of trying to figure out what it was. That was that fourth and final wall that I was having trouble knocking down. And I realized what it was and I had to really embrace and understand what that means to have this chemical imbalance. Cause it is something that is still tricky and I don't quite understand. I just know when I'm not right. And I know when I am right. And I don't know, you know, coming on here and talking today, I know some people might hear it and be like, damn, bro, like what in the world? Like we're already at home. (laughs) We're already getting this scary ass news. And then we come on here and it's like, oh, shit, the most depressing thing ever. But quite frankly, having this conversation was a highlight of the past few days because it felt freeing. I think ultimately that's what it is when I press the record button on here. And when I leave, I have this euphoric high. It's like, I feel like Superman, man. I go conquer the world because it is therapeutic. I I drop my baggage here. And honestly, I pay $15 a month for SoundCloud to be able to do that shit. So I'm going to do it here. (laughs) Whether one person listens or whether it's seven or whether it's um, 103, like we had in the Ukraine on Sean's episode. And I mean, I just got the email, like I'm sure the other creators on here did from the CEO of SoundCloud, where they're talking about really pushing our content and promoting it. So like always, my thought is if somebody hears it and it's beneficial to them, then I've already done my job, you know? And, you know, I wasn't going to use this platform as a sale tactic. You know, that was, that was just something I didn't quite feel comfortable with, but in any event, you know, moving forward, like I know this quarantine because listen, in addition to being without the medication, let's just be real. This quarantine is is getting to all of us. Maybe some are able to withhold their sanity a little bit longer than others like myself. But, you know, it's, it's just where we are right now. And we're all trying to figure out how to move forward. But, you know, I wanted to get on here. I wanted to chop it up with y'all. I wanted to let you know what's been going on with me. And for those who are struggling as well, hopefully hearing my testimony was helpful and beneficial in any kind of way, you know, definitely feel free to drop a comment or or hit me up on social and we can talk about it further offline if you don't feel comfortable sharing your story on here. But, you know, I definitely have plans of trying to get mental health professionals on here. Um, I would love to uh, speak to my my therapist about 
you know, seeing what we can do to get her on here because she is absolutely amazing. Uh, Dr. Keitha Wright, based out of Durham, North Carolina, she is absolutely phenomenal. Um, but man, I hope everybody is well. I hope everybody is safe. Um, and, you know, shit, man, let's chop it up even further about this, man. If there's anybody out there having a tough time or a community, small community of listeners that are like, like this is what this is for. Bring people together and then help each other through it, man. It's a support system. It's a network. So let's use it as such. But in the meantime, thank you guys for your continued support, for your listenership, for checking us out on SoundCloud, for checking us out on iTunes. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, comment. And uh, I'll be talking with you guys again in the very new near future. Excuse me. As always, be good to one another. Take care. Peace. I do not buy dreams. I sell them.